Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, the 5th of September, 2020. And a quick thank you to Pastor Charlie for filling in for me for a few days this week while I was out of town with the family. I'm so grateful for him and him joining the team at our church and just how much stronger that makes us as a fellowship and thankful for the hard work that he is doing to serve the body of Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley. Well, I remember as a kid, occasionally you would see a preview for an upcoming episode of a television show and it would be advertised as ripped from the headlines, right? And uh, it would probably be for Law and Order or something like that. And they'd be advertising some kind of storyline that was going to sound eerily familiar to something that was going on in real life. And of course, if you ever watched those episodes, there'd always be, you know, this disclaimer at the beginning, you know, any connection this might appear to have to current events is purely coincidental, but any thinking person who was aware of what was going on in the world to be like, oh, this is Law and Order's version of that story I saw in the news or, or things like that. Well, today, as I read these scripture passages, I felt like I was reading things ripped from the headlines, especially as we read 2 Timothy chapter 3 today. And this whole chapter is set up as a contrast, and we're going to see that, but you'll see what I mean by ripped from the headlines. Just listen along as I read the first part of the chapter. It says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. And just even reading those, I mean, it sounds like this is what is going on in our world. And it makes me think that, hey, the the last days that it's talking about, we, we must be in those or close to it. And it continues to just talk about how tough things will get. And even in 12 and verses 12 and 13, it says, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. And so we see that, and I think it's painfully obvious to us that we're reading something ripped from the headlines. And actually, what we're seeing happen in the world is exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. What I want you to notice, though, this chapter is set up as a contrast, because every time it talks about how bad things are or how bad things are going to get, there's kind of a but. Like in verse 10, for instance, it says, you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings. And he describes that. And then after it talks about people being persecuted, uh, it goes on to say, but 
In verse 14, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then you probably recognize these two verses at the end of the chapter, the most famous verses in the chapter, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so that, that those verses are really one of the cornerstones of the biblical doctrine of inspiration, which, again, we use that word inspired in all kinds of scenarios just to talk about when you're pumped up. That's not what we're saying about the writers of Scripture. Literally, the Greek word there, and I'm, I'm happy that the ESV translates it this way, is all Scripture is breathed out by God. Lots of times that's translated inspired, but really you have to go back into the Latin and then back to the Greek to see, no, it really means God breathed. It doesn't mean inspired like we think of inspired, inspired in 21st century English, that no, what we're reading in the Bible is the word of God. God breathed it out. He used humans to accomplish it, but This is the very word of God. And so we see the contrast of 2 Timothy 3, a wicked world that is going to get worse. And we're like, uh, yep, that looks like what's happening. But then we see that contrast. And Paul is telling Timothy, hey, you focus on your character, following my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, follow godly examples. And then at the end, hold on tight to God's word. And I think in dark days that we are experiencing, this is the recipe for us. We need to hold on tight to God's word and we need to follow godly examples. And in times when there's so much chaos around us, it's easy to get caught up in the chaos. Even just think it's easy for us right now to spend lots of times looking at the news or scrolling through Facebook or looking at Twitter and seeing what craziness is going on in the world. And to some extent, we should Think wisely and be informed about our world, but we should be putting even more attention on the inspired, the God-breathed words of the scriptures. This is what we really need. The reality is you could delete all of your social media today and you could not go on the internet for the rest of 2020 and still be a faithful Christian. I'm not necessarily suggesting that you do that, but we don't need those things to be faithful followers of Christ. You know what you do need? You need God's word and you need godly examples. And maybe you use you know, social media to follow those godly examples and that's a good thing, but that is where our focus needs to be. God's word, godly examples. Let's keep our focus there because the world is going to continue to get worse. That is what God tells us. But he has given us a book that is everything that we need, that we may be complete or competent and equipped for every good work. This book is what we need. Let's make sure we're getting in it. Then as we transition to Luke 17, it seems like, again, a similar theme because now Christ is talking about the end in the kingdom and the Pharisees are asking him about it and he kind of breaks his answer into two parts. The first part is, hey, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. 
And that's, this is where we get to some of the principles of this idea of already, but not yet. That there's a sense the kingdom of God is here. And still today, you and I, we are a part of the kingdom of God. God is advancing his kingdom in the world, but not yet because someday it's actually going to be a kingdom where the king is here reigning on this earth. And that's what he goes on to then describe and say, hey, it's going to be an obvious thing. But he warns before that people are going to get lulled to sleep. People are just going to be going on with life, forgetting that Jesus is coming back. And that's where, again, as we think about, hey, we're seeing the last days, we're seeing things get worse in our culture. What we should also be thinking is, hey, I am ready for Jesus to come back because that could happen at any time. And and one of the most powerful verses, I think, in this whole passage is verse 32 in Luke 17, where we're looking at verses 20 through 37 today. Uh, Verse 32 just says, remember Lot's wife. You remember Lot's wife, right? What happened? That's right. She looked back. And then what happened? She was turned into a pillar of salt. Now, I don't think that's going to literally happen to you. But the warning there is, as we know the last days are coming, and as we know, hey, the world is getting worse, if we're honest, there is a part of our flesh that sometimes we like some of the things in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, those appeal to us. We need to remember Lot's wife and not look back with fondness on any of those things. Our eyes need to be set on Jesus, his coming kingdom, no looking back to the world. So I would challenge you, ask yourself today, what are the things of this world that are going to tempt you to pull a Lot's wife and to look back and say, oh, but I want this. Some of them might be sinful temptations. Some of them might just be good things that are occupying way too much of our attention and and things that are ultimately going to be consumed that aren't eternal things. Remember Lot's wife. Let's be ready when Christ comes back. Now, in Proverbs today, we're we're seeing a little bit of a shift as it's going to, here at the end of our reading today, switch from just kind of one verse at a time, nuggets of wisdom, into more longer passages, again, that, that might dwell on a particular theme. But as we're going through this stretch that we've been going through since chapter 10, what I like to do, uh, since there's so many verses and so many specific Proverbs that it's hard to digest it all, I like to just see which ones really convict me or maybe some themes that I see emerging. And there's two things I want to note today. And the first is the fear of the Lord. The last time I got to talk with you on this podcast, we were introducing Proverbs and talking about that theme. And I was trying to convince you the fear of the Lord is a good thing. Well, guess what? The rest of the book tells us about that. And we see that in chapter 19 and verse 23, when it says the fear of the Lord leads to life. And whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. If you fear the Lord, you don't need to fear anything else. Or in chapter 22, verse 4, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. The fear of the Lord is a good thing. And remember, we define that as living like God is real and that he is the awesome, holy God that he says he is and that he is watching everything that you do. That's how God wants us to live. And God warns us in Proverbs also about the dangers of conflict and and strife. And that was another thing that jumped out to me today in chapter 20 and verse three, it says, it is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife. 
but every fool will be quarreling. And we, we can see that in the world. People just love to fight. But a wise person, it's going to be an honor for them. I don't need to get involved in every fight. Or chapter 19, verse 11, good sense makes one slow to anger. And it is his glory to overlook an offense. Sometimes that is what draws us into quarrels is we get offended and we get angry. God says, no, the godly man, it's good sense to be slow to anger, practical wisdom from God's word. Now, as we wrap up today, we look at Psalm 105, and we're here in the middle of the Psalm, verses 23 through 33. And really, it's recounting the history of the Old Testament. God uh, sending his people to Egypt, uh, that God saved them and rescued them as Joseph went ahead and it saved Israel or Jacob and his family, but then they multiplied. But then Moses and Aaron come and they perform wonders, turn their waters into blood. It's the familiar story of the 10 plagues. And even just as we view this in a song that was written, uh, the people remembered what God has done. It's important for us. We're in a very different context now. We're not in the Old Testament. We're not living in the Exodus. But I think we are living in the last days. And it's comforting to know that it's the same God today as it was then. God has not changed. He is still just as holy, just as mighty. He cares just as much about his people. And although the headlines might change, God never does. And I think that should be encouraging to us today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Thank you.